0: Hi, folks. Marianne Fitzmorris here with Tom. Hi. We're gonna do another episode of Remembrances, and we'll I pick can up. Lots of Good. You're... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we're gonna pick up in the '80s primarily, and uh, '80s, '90s, and talk about a restaurant that was very, very popular kind of obscure on the West Bank, Burdues. Remember Burdues?
1: Oh, very well. Uh, it was a, a cute little neighborhood restaurant. And it was uh, uh, there all the time, had a lot of regular customers. Uh, some of their guys, instead, of, uh, in fact, a couple of them worked at Galatoire's before they took that job. So uh, really interesting people. And
0: was this the place that was right underneath the uh, bridge?
1: Yes. You would, uh, If you wanted to be funny about it, you would get up on the top of the bridge and jump off and then have, have lunch.
0: Did uh, that happen a lot?
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think it happened ever at all. But it's, uh, everybody seemed to have thought of that. Talk job.
0: about a shortcut, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, yeah well, yeah. You're, anyway, you're in a hurry.
0: what about produce?
1: What about that restaurant? Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, the chef there... Uh, who and ran the place with his wife, uh, right, right on top of things all the time. But uh, she, uh, he came from Galatoire's. He was uh, the chef there, in fact. And then uh, she got involved, involved. And what used to happen to them all the time is that uh, somebody would hit a home run or something. He would, he would always call it something like that. Just was, he always had a little joke about. Uh, absolutely everything on the other hand if his wife uh, came up and uh, questioned the fact that maybe a small child was not wearing the right clothes in other words you had to be wearing clothes with ties and a jacket
0: that little that little place underneath the bridge had a dress code
1: ask anyone uh, if even if you were a child and you went in there they would insist that you had the jacket and tie on
0: no kidding. Okay, no well, kidding. how how long was this restaurant there? Because I it predates me. I never set foot in the place. So when, when did you first discover it, and when did it go away?
1: I, the first time I knew anything about it was uh, getting the information from the guy who did all the printing for the Figaro uh, downtown in the CBD. And he used to always ask me about it. And uh, and he knew all the same things that I knew and and more, and all of that that I've told you is absolutely true. You had to uh, really. What was
0: have the a what was the food thing. like? Was the food uh was, well, what was the environment like? Was it a really fancy place? Because I never thought no, that it was. It was
1: uh, a very casual looking place. As a matter of fact, uh, the restaurant that we just uh, lost fairly recently. Bonton. Uh, was very similar. Same style of cooking, same style of dining room. It had a lot in common.
0: Well, I found that, especially at the end, to be downright charming. So I could see where generations of New Orleanians would dress up and go out to the Bontan. Like I said, I never set foot in Berdus, but if that was the environment, then I could see that. But I was thinking when you said it was a dress code, I'd always heard or thought that it was just like a neighborhood kind of place, but no, it was definitely... What was the food like? Was the food like Galatoire's? The food
1: was delicious. You want to go there and get pompano topped with crab meat, you could go there and mussels, and uh, you name it, they had a little bit of everything. It, it, they were terrific.
0: How how long... So you said you read Figaro mm-hmm. when you discovered it, so that would have been 70s, early 80s? 70s mostly, so had it been there for a while? Yeah, quite a
1: bit. If I remember correctly, it came back from the war and immediately oh. got a job. Uh, I don't know if that's oh. – I can't image that. But uh, I know that he was in the war and that they, you know, had a nice operation when once.
0: Okay. So if it closed, I feel like it closed maybe – Maybe I was on the scene but we just didn't make it there. So, did it make it into the 90s?
1: I think it probably was, but I'm not sure and I I I would say by the time Katrina came around that that would have put it down.
0: Oh no, I think it was definitely gone before then because I was I've been with you since 1988 and I know that we would have gone there if if it had still been around. So I can't imagine that it lasted that long. But um, I, you have me really curious about it. I know that it was very popular. Now, now at this time, then, that would mean that Berdus and LaRuths mm-hmm. were both operating on the West Bank at the yep. same time. So the scene there was a lot different than it is now.
1: Yeah, it, they were uh, very, not similar, but they were in the same neighborhood. Uh, so that was one part, beginning part of that. But, uh, where
0: guess, where um, was LaRuth's? Where? LaRuth's. Was it in Algiers, like right by the bridge? And it was actually
1: in Gretna. Okay. And it was across the street from, I, I, I'm trying to remember the main street there. I think it was St. Charles Avenue, but on the West Bank.
0: Is, is the building still there?
1: No, I think it was burned down, in fact, uh, about, oh, 20, 30 years ago.
0: Okay, so the restaurant had, had the restaurant closed? When did, I don't want to get into the particulars of the restaurant closing, but it was in the 90s, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think it was still there by then, but when they put things to death, it went, and yeah. that was it, and you never saw it again. Yeah.
0: And was Berdu's gone by that before then? Yeah, was I'm
1: sure, I'm was? sure it okay. was, yeah.
0: So then the, the, the poor fortunes of the West Bank changed dramatically. Always. Do you remember when the West Bank had the Beef baron? Was it the Beef baron? The, the Barrier, oh, no, Beef Connection. No, Beef Connection. The Beef, the beef Connection. Was that a Ruth's Chris? It was a
1: Ruth's Chris Hurtel, uh a, 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 Yeah, Ruth Hurtell. But really, uh, that was just a, a throw off from what uh, she had, more or less. Uh, it was a real Ruth's. Was, they weren't kidding around. They had all the franchise stuff on it and everything.
0: It's too bad. That's kind of a cool building and I just I it's it's one of those buildings where it gets to be in such disrepair that it's going to take someone with a lot of money to do something with it and Chances are that person doesn't come around because they don't see the potential in, it, in a place like the West Bank now, which is really a mm-hmm. pity because there are a lot of people on the West Bank that are starving for something good.
1: That has been going on for a long time. Well, it
0: doesn't sound like it was going on when Burdue's was there because you had Burdue's, oh, like you had LaRuth's.
1: Yeah, that was a, a I mean, change.
0: those were two very nice restaurants over there.
1: Yeah. Well, there was one other thing, and that is the, uh, the father and more well, the, the husband and wife. Uh, they were gone a little early to buy the standards of every everybody else and so uh, but when they left that changed that restaurant a lot as you might well imagine.
0: Oh you mean so the the people who started the restaurant actually got out of it yeah. and get, was it their children or they sold it to someone or what?
1: Uh, that whole neighborhood there the St Charles is, is what they call it St Charles Avenue it's a split street. And uh, it looked nice enough. And uh, once you've been there and really liked it, uh, you would like it for the rest of your days. Uh, it was really well put together.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry that I missed it. That's one of the ones I'm sorry I missed. Okay, staying on the West Bank. Ooh. Staying on the West oh, Bank. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, uh, when we first got together, and I remember a particular dinner with some friends of yours, where, <laughs> where we were standing? So like well, yeah, we were standing in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, what can I say, Tom? People must have wondered what you were doing because I'm such a non-gourmet. But, um, but I remember being um, lectured in the parking lot at Kim son when we had dinner we had just gotten married maybe or were about to get married and we had dinner with some very gourmet friends of yours who did not appreciate my lack of gourmet cred
1: that's weird cuz there were lots of vietnamese people around there and that's
0: these were not vietnamese people these were your friends who um who you dined with on a regular basis. They were very gourmet, but um, Kim San, that's, that's my recollection, my first and most um, vivid recollection of Kim San, but uh, it made quite a splash when it opened up, didn't mm-hmm. it?
1: It certainly did, and uh, it was something new. Just the whole idea of that kind of cuisine grabbed everybody, and by that time, that was hot. Vietnami- Vietnamese food was just out there.
0: Well, that was like the beginning. I mean, Vietnamese food, for example, um, Michael Galata, Michael Galata of MoFo, you know, these guys have taken Vietnamese food to a whole different level. And that was one of the things that attracted them to Vietnamese food. But the Vietnamese... Influence in New Orleans goes back to the 80s when all of those people from the war came actually earlier than the 80s. But what was the Vietnamese boat people? That was... 70s. Okay. So anyway, they they got a foothold in New Orleans and uh, were fishermen. And then their cuisine began to sort of permeate into the culture. But Pho Bay... Was there before Kim San, and they were just doing really basic Vietnamese food because he's married to a Vietnamese woman. And do you remember Phu Tao Bay? Mm-hmm. They're in the same place yeah. they always were. Anyway, they—they, they, I remember that they did breakfast of of Vietnamese like fish and stuff for eight thirty yeah. in the morning. That was <laughs> very
1: common. Uh, that uh, having well, that's
0: part of their for, culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Kim San, I think, and I'm just guessing here, but Kim San was the next gen of Vietnamese. It was where you're talking more glamorous Vietnamese.
1: Yeah. You uh, have in that uh, something that I have always thought of as the first real New Orleans Vietnamese restaurant Uh, because they... uh, they taught people this thing. and I, I whenever I went over there I'd always run into people I knew
0: at Kimson
1: at Kimson all the time and they would talk about how fantastic this was there was one well,
0: you sort of put it on the map
1: they, in, in particular there was a, a guy who uh, was a real gourmet kind of a guy he was a doctor real nice guy I forget his name but uh, he uh, was always pushing Vietnamese cooking and uh, making a big fuss over it And got it. A lot of attention.
0: I think that's the guy that we had dinner with that night.
1: Might have been. I'm thinking that it was. Was
0: he a psychologist or something?
1: Yeah, I think you. I think that is the I, same. I
0: think guy. I know. I Imagine think I. That. Yeah, I think we're talking about the same couple. But anyway, we we went to dinner there one night, and they were very high on the place, and I didn't understand it because I, you know, I'm I was still in my transition from the Vienna sausage to uh, hanging out with Tom, but um, but I remember being absolutely uh, gobsmacked by the cracked pepper crabs. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, that was, I think, the very best thing they did. It, it cut a uh, just magnificent flavor.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it was definitely different. And I, I was very surprised that they closed a few years ago. It's not been that long, but I was surprised that they closed.
1: And the, the restaurant right across the street from them did as well, the Seven... Um, Nine Roses.
0: Actually, Nine Rose's Actually, restaurant. they closed that location, but they're now in the quarter. Oh, are they? Oh, I didn't know that. We'll so even they left the West Bank. So uh, so now basically what you have over there are not the big, big, big places because the menu at Nine Roses was enormous, as it was at Kim Sang.
1: Everything under the sun.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I think that the West Bank is now back to its sort of origins in the Vietnamese um, culture assimilation and, and fusion into the New Orleans culture. And I think they're more back to these simple fishermen coming in and having breakfast at 8.30 of the same kind of food that we would eat for dinner at Fotau Bay and places like that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, on the North Shore.
0: Uh, on West Bank.
1: I'm sorry. On the West Bank, uh, there were a lot of restaurants, but what happened there was uh, the oil uh, yeah. issue and that brought down a lot of restaurants
0: yeah and it's never it's just never really come back it's just mm-hmm. never really, it really come back uh, a lot of ethnic restaurants though still with that in- yeah Mexican
1: restaurants in particular or-
0: well that's there's the Mexican restaurant that speaking of which while we're talking about the West Bank let's just stay on the West Bank um, Visco's Visco. Visco's which is now a Mexican restaurant but Visco's was king at one time
1: yes it was I saw a little ad for it in a magazine about a couple of days ago, and reminded me. It's
0: probably yours.
1: No, I had nothing to do with it. It was an ad. It was in New Orleans magazine, which had tons of of, of
0: uh, So it was probably when you were cleaning out your uh, your office, because uh, Viscos has been gone for Viscos has been gone for a long yeah. time.
1: Yeah, and they were up to it. They could do anything you could uh, try. Uh,
0: well, until they until they made that well, they, egregious you, misstep and yeah. did the steam room, which was avant-garde for the time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that going on now, but not then. That was that was that's like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's come a long way. Yeah, because I remember I had a date there once. Yeah, and and that was you know obviously pre Tom. And then I remember it closing shortly after that. So I think that place has been closed about 30 years.
1: Yeah, that could be.
0: And the steam room was the steam room was in action then. So I think the steam room is what brought them down, and that's been a while. But you know that guy we talked to about – oh, Glenn Balsamo. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Did, uh, I talked to him just a week ago. Yeah, we,
0: we had him on. Um, and we have to have him on again because the audio was so bad. But do you remember him saying that the place – that he liked a lot in uh, Indianapolis was actually Viskovic from Viscos, who wound up in Indianapolis and has like six New Orleans-style restaurants.
1: You know, a restaurant called, believe it or not, where you at in
0: Indianapolis? Well, uh, if if uh, if it works, it works. But it was weird to hear him say that because I think a lot of people really miss Viscos, and you know, you you have a memory of something. And then you think about it, and you extrapolate what it would be like in these times, and you wonder if it would be as good, but I kind of think it would be
1: and it was, and uh, what I will never uh, forget about them was that they they did oysters like you could never catch up with. Uh, and they uh, had it there all the time and you didn't have to ask for anything special or the big give me the big ones or anything like that. They just did it. And it was always terrific. Well, and then they came from that to all of this, all of those Croatian. Well, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: The key word is itch.
1: Yeah, that's right. You, know, you have to ask Tommy Satanovic on the rest of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they if you have an itch at the end of your name, then the chances are you're pretty well connected to the oyster industry. So you're probably getting good oysters. And uh, I think everything they had there was really spectacularly good, though, if my memory serves me correctly. And I kind of think it does.
1: But not the uh, steam stuff. Well, that's uh, what brought him down. In New Orleans, we've never taken a liking to that. A few people do, but not uh, not me, that's for sure. The worst, the least things, you, the last thing you want to do in New Orleans is to kind of sit around on a really hot, uh, you know, big hot box, you know.
0: Well, you know, just because, just because they're steaming the seafood doesn't they're not steaming you tom they're just steaming the seafood but you I know i like
1: think that i'm smart enough to not get a steam room in new orleans on in july or august you don't need you don't
0: i i was why. in san francisco many many years ago and um and i had seen um i think it, i think it was probably crabs and they were being steamed with butter that's and, what
1: you do in the, in New England.
0: Yeah, and I said and I said something like, um, "Well, well, don't you fry these?" And I and they said, "No, we steam them with butter." And I said, "Well, in New Orleans, we we fry them." And he goes, "We'll go to New Orleans."
1: <laughs> that's good. That's that's
0: good. But, yeah, yeah. So what else was on the West Bank that we could talk about? Because we're almost out of time, and uh, we've been kind of stuck on the West Bank. So what's, well, uh, what else was over there? want to leave the West Bank? Well, or? not necessarily. We've got yeah. plenty, plenty of restaurants to talk about. But since we're talking about the West Bank, in the heyday of restaurants, what was also there? Oh.
1: Del Frisco. Oh, well, oh uh, Del <laughs> Frisco, you just said. Del Frisco, for whatever it's worth... And it's worth a lot. And it's also an interesting, interesting story. You'll never get it from me. All right. So anyway, uh, Del, uh,
0: uh, how did that come Del up? Because Frisco. Del Frisco came up or it was Lena Del Frisco that came up that was, on the show a little, little while ago? That
1: was actually it all started off in uh, somewhere in Tennessee.
0: No, that's what he told
1: me. Really? Yeah. Re- well, so he's not from here. No. No, he isn't.
0: No. I didn't know that. Okay, so no, definitely. What, what do you remember about
1: it? Uh, what I remember is that he was uh, really a, a daughter, character. A character. A <laughs> character. He was... Uh, Larger he than all life. All kinds of things to, to tell you about the whole world and how you're wrong and he's right. and, and it, it's, uh, But he put on quite a show. And so this worked for most of his clientele because... They would uh, start talking to him, and he'd uh, tell you all these preposterous things. And you would pick up on it, and you would tell your friends about it, and it, it, that's what it was like going about. He uh, was shot on one particular day, <laughs> and he ta- I, I went to see him at the, at the, uh, uh-huh. the hospital. a good sport about it, I thought. Well, yeah, I guess you'd have to say that. But anyway, he... Um, I know who it was, but I'm not going to say it because well,
0: everybody knows who it was. No, well, I'm not.
1: Let's, let's let's not say it. But the um, anyway, uh, he said what happened to him was that the door got kicked open and he pulled out his gun and shot it at her, and uh, and it was. Well,
0: I'm glad no one got killed because it no it's, one did
1: get killed. But uh, he he said he fell t- to the ground and there was this little pipe that ran along the front of the uh, the uh, bar, and you'd put your head on it and it, and he pulled it off and he said, "I'm so glad to see that pipe. I've been trying to kill it for."
0: <laughs> anyway, he was. Um, the place. It's yeah, yeah. He was. He was. The place itself. When you think of what Del Frisco. The brand has become, and you go to say the Del Frisco in Times Square, there's a new one in Century City Mall in Los Angeles, which is mind blowingly gorgeous, as they all are. Yeah. There's a you know, he's into his um, it's funny, I'm, I'm two stories, of
1: both of those that you've said so far.
0: Yeah, well, there's also the one in Houston at the Galleria, which is also two stories. Yeah, yep. um, but but it's it's just kind of mind-blowing to think and i guess it's true of Ruth's chris too about the humble beginnings but but del frisco's started out on the west bank in this little strip mall right yeah i mean like a really dumpy building
1: yeah that was it all right
0: and and uh was it was it nice on the inside cuz it predates me you know, as well. It,
1: was, it it looked like the kind of place you'd go with your friends and have <laughs> have a beer and and have a steak and eat fries uh, fries and you know it was uh, it was a wild kind of a But the place. food was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it always was good and uh, uh, it was I remember once he called me No, he didn't call me. I happened to be in the restaurant and he said I'm so glad you're here. I have to have you clear something for me. What is it? So, how do you spell fettuccine? (laughs) And ever since I discovered that in a certain kind of bunch of restaurants, that eating fettuccine was kind of a necessity. F e t t u c c i n a e.
0: Well, it could be e or i. Some people say it either way. Oh, that's true. But uh, say either way. I think that um, I think that Del Frisco. Is a place that I want to like more than I actually do. It reminds me; it's very Vegasy.
1: Yeah. Well, so well, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah,
0: it's very Vegasy, and I I love going there. And then I find that I don't like the food as much as I thought. I think they've been purchased, though. I think they oh, might they also have met the same. Fate uh, I'm going to tell you so it's
1: somewhere as, in the neighborhood of five to ten miles ago.
0: Uh, um, I mean, years, not miles. Years ago. Is it, did Tillman Fertita buy it?
1: I, it could have been that way, but I don't know that. I, I'm
0: going to have to I check that out. That. I'm going to check that out. No, I was looking to see if Tillman Fertita of Landry's bought Del Frisco. I somewhere or another seemed to recall that, but I just looked it up and couldn't find it. But Del Frisco, you told me, sold. For twenty-five million dollars, was it the place in Houston or the that's whole thing?
1: Heard, that's what I heard
0: about twenty years ago. Well, I'll tell you the, um, yeah, it goes back twenty years to nineteen eighty-one. They say, which is now more like forty years. But um, the uh, company Del Frisco is has just purchased an outfit for tapas called Barteca. Mm for $325 million. So that's a (laughs) a pretty far stretch from the little dump over on um, Wright Avenue uh, in Gretna. Is that where it was, Wright Avenue? Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's right. uh, It's right in the middle of it.
0: Yeah, I remember. Uh, Like I said, I've seen the place. I don't know that I ever set foot in it, but uh, but just the whole story of Del Frisco's is is fun. And I whenever I'm in a big city and I go into Del Frisco, I just kind of chuckle to myself about how far they've come and how great it is that you can do that.
1: It blew me when uh, we were doing one of our eat club dinners that was ultimately going to New England. But we were there in New York City for a couple of days to, you know, eat around and all that. And there it was, Del Frisco in the middle of Times Square.
0: It wasn't exactly in the middle. It's kind of, I think, on 3rd Avenue.
1: Pretty close. Pretty close. And uh, I was astonished to see that there. New York City, you would think of as... It's
0: a massive place.
1: Yeah. So uh, I don't know if it's still open or not.
0: No, no it's absolutely still open. But uh, But uh-huh. some of the others have... Have come since then, and uh, the last time I ate there, we were living in New York in 2008 for that summer, and uh, and the kids and I went there. As usually, as usual, we left you at home, Tom.
1: Yeah, well, you know, uh, nobody likes Daddy anymore. Used to be the funnest guy around, and now nobody.
0: Oh, that's too bad. Any place else you want to talk about on the West Bank? There's Christina's Empress of China that you liked very well.
1: Yeah, they uh, have come back and forth over the years. They've always been pretty good. They're not on the cutting edge. Uh, they're not doing that.
0: Well, Christina's not there anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it has gone through several flips uh, since then.
0: I'm trying to think of any place else that that made an impression. Any place that you uh, that you can? I mean, it's not not gourmet, but. Uh, but there's Moe's over there in West Bank. They've been around for, uh, West Wego, they've been mm-hmm. around for a while.
1: Yeah, and those huge uh, pizzas that they do. It
0: has kind of a charm, that place. It has yeah, kind of a charm. It's, w- when we, when uh, we what? Really, you know what I just thought of? I just thought of my favorite place on the West Bank oh, that, that is is long gone now. Yeah. We can get back to Moe's in a second. But uh, Dos Gringos.
1: Dos Gringos. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that's exactly where I was trying to go in that last sentence of mine. And uh, that's an interesting place because it it wasn't around for a long time. But while it was there, it had a lot of people's attention. and we didn't have we didn't have as much Mexican restaurant, even tex-mex in those days as they do now and you know even going the other way you
0: I think it was really gr-
1: really good did you like it, it? was yeah. very, very much liked and and everybody liked it but here's the funny thing when it was when they first opened it the name of the place was here's Johnny's even
0: yeah, it wasn't Mexican
1: it was not Mexican can you tell me anything about it
0: yeah Johnny Carson
1: that's good. That's what it was.
0: I've heard that a few times, Tom. But, yeah, but dos, uh, dos gringos, I thought, was, uh, and again, this goes back a long way. And uh, it could be that if they were serving that exact same kind of food now, I'd go, What? Because of tor- of course, Tom. You've you've educated me. You've yeah. you've you elevated sure. my palate. Yeah. Yes, but those gringos was uh, is a fond memory, I think, for a lot of people. Gringos, gringos. two, two uh, Americans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to Mose. You got off the subject of Moe's. Uh, so, what else did you want to say about Moe's? Moe's is really a good. Uh, it's it's a, nice it's a it's a it's a good. Um, it's it's perfect for the West Bank. It's it's perfect for West WeGo. It is absolutely you wouldn't you couldn't put it anyplace else.
1: Well, that's uh, what it's all about for a lot of
0: it's very very popular and you get an enormous slice of pizza and you get an enormous everything else and they are supposed to have the best um lasagna someone told us on the show so we're going to have to check that out anyway all right i think that does it for the west bank that's all i can think of to talk about the west bank join us for another episode of remembrances as uh tom And I talk about his career in food and how the restaurants are interwoven with that. Thanks, Tom. All
1: right. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure.